passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family owned and operated, a no pressure, laid back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast, presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Give me the Here's Jason on play number 10 for Cincinnati Losses Helmet. By rule, the play is eligible for a 10-second subtraction. Please reset the game clock to 23 seconds. Wow. Start the clock on the ready-for-play signal. It's over. It'll be it fourth down. You start, start the, the clock, start the bus. <laughs> this one's in the book. They're not going to have to snap it again. You heard the call when the helmet comes off on the offensive player at this stage of the game. It's a 10-second runoff. Cincinnati cannot stop the clock. Sam Pittman's headed to midfield. He will shake hands with Luke Fickle. The Razor have won their season opener before 74,000 at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Nobody said anything about working on holidays when I signed up for this. Nobody said, hey, you're going to have to work on Labor Day. Put out a podcast on Labor Day. I didn't think to ask if you want to know the truth. There's always something. You know, after you take a new job, there's always something that you look back on and say, man, I probably should ask about that. And uh, I guess I should ask about Labor Day, but... I'm joking. I'm glad to be here. Wasn't that fun on Saturday? Wasn't that a great day? And I'm glad we get a chance to talk about it today. I honestly think being together was the best part of this past Saturday. Now, I know the game was great, and I probably wouldn't feel this way if they hadn't won. And you probably wouldn't have had as good a time if uh, they hadn't won. But they did. And so this past Saturday turns into what I think for people will just be a great memory. There's always a sense of that football family that I think we, you know, many of us have. They may not be people that we talk to a lot during the year. You know, you might send them a Christmas card. You might call them here and there if something happens. But other than that, they're your football family. You see them during football season. And I think a lot of us have that in our lives. We have people that, you know, we have tailgating friends. Uh, we have people we sit by at the ball game, and that's the time when we're together, and you know that when you're together, it's football season. I saw a lot of people tailgating Saturday. I knew when I got to the stadium, I got to the stadium, I got there a little bit earlier, uh, earlier than I normally do, to be honest with you. You know, there was traffic then, there were people tailgating then, and I could tell it was going to be a special day, and it was. And we got a lot to talk about as we begin the new week. Razorbacks 1-0. They've got their conference opener coming up on Saturday night against South Carolina. South Carolina's 1-0-2. 
And they sputtered a little bit at the start of their ball game with Georgia State, but turned it on in the second half and got to get up early this coming Saturday. It's going to start at 11 o'clock in the morning. As always, we are presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. As I said the other day, I don't need many notes to talk about Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, because I have firsthand experience. I bought a home, I've sold a home with them, and they really are partners every step of the way. You know, buying and selling a home is such a big deal. There's a lot of money on the table. And I've always believed that when you get to that spot, know what you don't know, and make sure you've got a professional who knows what you don't know. And that's what they are at Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. It's an important transaction. And getting from contract to close is the most important thing. Whether you're buying, particularly if you're selling. You know, the contract is signed, but you want to get to the close. That's where you either get in the home or you get your money, depending upon which side of the table you're on. Doesn't it make sense to have a real pro? I mean, a full-time real estate professional sitting on your side of the table? I think it does. And my experience with Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, uh, has proven to me even more so that that is true. They handled everything from contract to close. And to me, that was the most important thing. And I think it'll be that way for you too as well. You can log on to WeikertGriffin.com, Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. All right, I want to talk about situations. That's what I want to get to now as we move into the heart of the podcast today. If you've heard me on the Morning Rush, you know that I've talked about that a lot. If you have followed the Razorback preseason, if you followed it leading up to the ballgame against Cincinnati, you heard Sam Pittman talk about it a lot. I believe there are five, six, handful of plays every game that decide the ball game. Now, I'm not breaking any news when I say that. I also think that it's those types of plays that separate the good teams from the great teams. And it's those types of plays that the Razorbacks are going to have to consistently win if they're going to crack that glass ceiling in the SEC. There's a lot of debate right now about who the third team is in the SEC. It may very well be Arkansas. We're going to find out as we go forward. But the assumption is that Alabama and Georgia are one and two in no particular order, and that nobody else is ready to crack the glass ceiling. Now, I think, just for the record, Arkansas has got a chance to begin to do that next month. But a lot of things have got to happen before that occurs. Critical play in the ball game. Hogs are trying to run out the clock. They've got the lead. It's third and nine, and KJ was KJ. Ball's on the right hash, trips left, a single man across the way. Sanders is in the backfield, but Jefferson's in the gun, and KJ's going to throw or wants to. Steps up. Now he's got to run across the 30. First down at the 35 outside the numbers on the far side. He'll run out of bounds right in front of the Cincinnati bench at the 40. He scampers for 14, and that's a first down. Listen, if you don't make that play, Cincinnati gets the ball back. And Cincinnati was moving the ball. I mean, they, you know, they showed they could move the ball. Their passing game got untracked a little bit more in the second half. Ben Bryant was pretty good in the second half. You give them the ball back there, you don't know what's going to happen. But they didn't. They didn't. This is Sam Pittman on KJ at that moment. They had him dead to rights. First down. It seemed to me like when the game gets a little tighter, a little closer, a little where he's got to really take over the game, he has that knack to do it. Look, K.J. wasn't perfect on Saturday, but great players make great plays in critical moments. How many times have you seen in sports a great player 
Sometimes, you know, it's to cap off a great day. Sometimes it's to overcome a bad day. But a great player in a critical moment with the game on the line makes the play. I had Rocket underneath wide open, too. We practiced those scenarios. Coach Pittman put us in different scenarios like that. So everybody just transitioned their mindset to four-minute mode, two-minute mode, just being able to just try to seal the win, kill a lot of clock, and just get first down. They coach called timeout, so just try to hurry up and burn their timeouts. We just win the game. Sometimes it's the play to win the game. You know, sometimes you score at the buzzer or you score on the last play of the game. You throw the touchdown pass, and, man, it's obvious. That play won the game. But other times, it's those handful of plays. This was one of the biggest in the ballgame Saturday. K.J. made it, and that's a big reason why the Razorbacks are 1-0 today. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. All right, now let's talk about the defense. Cincinnati moved the ball a good bit. I mean, you think about early in the ball game when they were driving the ball until Dwight McLaughlin got the interception. I mean, they were five for five on third downs. And McLaughlin makes the pick, another big situational play. Arkansas scores the touchdown. So the defense had their moments. There were also times when, you know, it seemed like Cincinnati had a lot of guys running free. First games are hard. I mean, first games are hard. I don't care what you're doing. First games are difficult. And there were some times in the ball game where the Razorbacks had some difficulty on both sides of the ball. We saw it on defense. First games are also about finding out what you got, finding out if you can play man, finding out whether or not as the season wears on, you've got a chance to be good in that area. Sam Pittman had a comment about that after the game, and I want you to listen to it. We didn't cover them well. I mean, and we lost Cat, JJ at some point. Corners got beat. That's going to happen sometimes when you're playing good quarterback, good receivers, things of that nature. We just got a lot of things to clean up. I thought Barry was really aggressive calling the defense. With that, you got to be really good at man-to-man coverage. It seemed to me like they stayed on the field in third and long situations quite a bit today. And But again, we had some turnover that Nudie's pick was a good pick, and Jordan Dominique having his sack, you know, their sack fumble that allowed us to go down and score in a couple of plays after that. That was a big play. And I think uh, Landon Jackson had a sack as well, and so did Drew Sanders. Those are maybe three more than we was getting last year. So now they'll watch the tape. They'll make their evaluations. They'll watch what South Carolina did, and they'll decide, can we play as much, man? Do we need to do this? Are there other things perhaps that – we could do in a different situation. You're always tweaking what you do. Those are things you find out in the first ball game. They were banged up on Saturday. I mean, they got banged up in the secondary. We'll find out, I guess, later today, the extent of Catalan's injury. Sounds like Slusher just got his bell rung in a major way. I mean, he just ran into a big man. I don't know if he was out cold or not, but it sure looked like from the press box he might have been. I mean, he just, uh, he, you know... I mean, sometimes in football, you just get knocked silly. And that's kind of what happened there. So, don't know the status of him yet, but it was good to hear Coach Pittman say after the ball game that he was going to be okay. Jaden Johnson went out for a while. You know, Johnson and I guess Isaiah Nichols, and there were probably others, you know, got injured, got banged up, went out of the ball game for a while, came back in. So, you know, Arkansas had some guys on that side of the ball who were, uh, uh, you know, who were battling during the course of the game. And, 
Guys had to come in and take their place. And there were points where Cincinnati was able to take advantage of that. Cincinnati's pretty good. And, um, you know, they were able to, you know, they were able to do some things offensively that, that gave Arkansas some trouble. But they also came through in those big situations that we were talking about a little bit earlier. One of them came after K.J. fumbled inside the five-yard line. Cincinnati's down a touchdown. They got it first and goal to go. And that's when the crowd and everything just seemed to come together. And Cincinnati, for the first time, really, I know, felt like, man, we are in the midst of one tough environment. This is Bumper Pool and then Simeon Blair on the backside talking about what the defense was thinking there after the fumble when Cincinnati was looking at first and goal. Whenever we got down there, Sim and I were trying to get everyone going. Crowd got behind us. Place was rocking, super loud, very deafening. You know, it's a cool feeling whenever fans going like that. So very important to have that crowd out there. Felt like that was one of the most important times. I felt like me and Bump didn't have to say much after that first penalty because crowd took over. <laughs> 74,751 Razorback fans inside the stadium. Seventh largest crowd of all time. Second largest crowd for a home opener. And every single one of you made a difference in the ball game, particularly in those moments right there. I mean, Cincinnati had four penalties right there in a row. They had two penalties the entire first half and I think eight in the second half. Big key to the ball game. And they really started to unravel from a penalties perspective right there. And I think that, as Simeon said a minute ago, that's, that's where the crowd took over. I think we can do away with this long-held argument that you can't draw a full house on Labor Day weekend. If you're good, they'll find a way. They may go to the lake, come back, go to the game, go back to the lake. They may go to the game first, then go to the lake. There may have been a lot of people get to their holiday destination really late on Saturday night. Might have even been early Sunday morning. But the point is, they'll find a way to be there. When you're good, they'll be there. When you're not good, they won't be there. And Labor Day weekend will be a convenient excuse. But kudos to all of you who made it to the stadium. I know you're excited about Razorback football. There's a lot of reason to be excited about Razorback football. And you mattered on Saturday. You mattered. You were the 12th man. And uh, it's a big part of the reason the Razorbacks are 1-0 because if Cincinnati had scored down there and tied the ball game, we don't know what would have happened. And if the crowd hadn't got involved in it right there, they'd have scored. They'd have scored a touchdown. It's first and goal on the three. Of course, they'd have scored. But they panicked because the crowd took over. So um, you get points for that. That made it fun. Got a chance to do it again this Saturday against South Carolina. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, 50. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, 5-0. Bet online, where the game starts. 
You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. Hogs are very likely to move up in the national polls when they come out. They've got to play another game tonight, and then we'll find out how it's all going to shuffle out. Arkansas and Florida were the only teams to be ranked teams over the weekend, so it stands to reason that Arkansas is going to move up. Florida was unranked. They're going to move in, but I would think Arkansas would would make a four-five uh, spot leap. Uh, I, I would expect them to be maybe 15th. Here's the reason I... I think Arkansas will will move up. When you look at the Southeastern Conference after this first weekend, it's only Arkansas and Florida that we can accurately say we know a lot more about. I mean, Alabama and Georgia were exactly what we thought they were. Texas A&M didn't exactly set the world on fire against Sam Houston. I know they won 31 to nothing, but if you watch that ball game, A&M, you know, they they struggled on offense. Um, Ole Miss does not have a quarterback or does not have their quarterback situation resolved. Let's just put it that way. They beat Troy by 18. Um, pretty, you know, pretty easy win. It's not a question of whether or not they were going to lose, but um, they've still got a lot, a lot of work to do offensively. Uh, Kentucky, 37 points. Can't argue with that. Uh, Vanderbilt's 2-0. and Auburn beat Mercer. Mississippi State got revenge over Memphis. They put 49 points on the board. South Carolina won. We're going to talk a little more about that in a minute. But Florida beat seventh-ranked Utah in the swamp 29-26 to in Billy Napier's debut. That is a significant win. Anthony Richardson had a great game for the Gators. And, again, I'll go back to what I just said. We know a lot more about Arkansas. We know, not, we know a lot more about Florida. Other than that, I don't know. I don't think we know anything more about the SEC. Missouri won. Tennessee won on Thursday night. Um, you know, Tennessee didn't really play anybody. We'll we'll find out pretty quickly. I think with them, I don't think Missouri's very good. I I, I don't think Missouri's going to win very many ball games. Their quarterback's not very good, and um, I got a feeling it's going to be a tough year for Eli up there. We'll see. Lots of things can change, but I wasn't exactly blown away by them in the first ball game. But we know about the Razorbacks, we know about Florida, and I believe that both these teams will benefit from having played a very difficult ball game in the season opener. I think both of them are going to benefit from that. Now here's the downside. Here's the downside. And this is what Arkansas is having to deal with right now. When you play games like this, you lose players. You know, that's the downside to playing a tough ball game against a good team in the season opener. They're ranked and they're good for a reason. And when you play them, even if you beat them, you're likely to suffer some attrition. Uh, That may very well be what's happened with the Razorbacks. And so um, we'll have to watch for that as we move through the week. All right, let's talk a minute about South Carolina before we go. They trailed Georgia State early in the third quarter. Then they exploded, and they won it 35-14. to Empty shot here for Rattler, and they throw him the football. Down the near sideline, cuts back inside, Carolina touchdown! Here's the story with South Carolina. Their offensive line continues to struggle. The good news is they returned all five starters. The bad news is they returned all five starters. That's kind of where they are right now. Uh, Spencer Rattler was just okay Saturday night if you watched it, in large part because he was running for his life. Now, he made some bad throws, but uh, in large part he was, he was running for his life. 
He'll be good if that offensive line's good. And so far, that offensive line's just not been really good. Arkansas got a pass rush on Cincinnati. I mean, they put pressure on that quarterback. You think about Jordan Dominic's strip sack and what a big play in the game that was. The Razorbacks showed that they can put pressure on the quarterback. Now, you know, as we've heard Sam Pittman say since the ball game, I mean, Barry Odom threw a lot at him defensively this past Saturday. I mean, part of the reason that guys were running free sometimes is it was man on man. And uh, that's because they were bringing guys. They put pressure on the quarterback. They put pressure on the quarterback with the down lineman. Terry Hampton's a difference maker. We talked about uh, Jordan Dominic's play. I mean, they've, um, you know, they've got a chance to be a pretty good defensive line, and they've got a chance to put some pressure on Spencer Rattler on Saturday. It's going to be key that they do because he's shown in his career in the past that if you give him a lot of time back there, he can pick you apart. Georgia State gave him fits, and South Carolina struggled to block, and they didn't give Rattler much time. If they can't do any better against the Razorbacks, Arkansas is going to have a field day defensively, and it'll be a lot better than it was this past weekend. All right, it's going to be a busy week. It's going to be a short week. Got to go back to work tomorrow. Some of you are listening to this on Tuesday, so you're back at work today. I'm mixed up even talking about it. But the point is there's a lot of stuff to do this week. It's an early kickoff Saturday, so you may have to get into town on Friday night if you're coming up. So uh, let's get cracking. We got a lot to do before this week is over. And again, I thank you for listening to the podcast, and I'm going to ask you to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It's easy. Just like and subscribe to hit that line. You're going to find this podcast plus other great ones too. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't miss the Morning Rush Halftime and Ruskin and Zach weekdays. Thanks again to Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, for making all this possible. We'll talk again on Wednesday. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.